Welcome to the Yogi MD podcast. It's Nadine, yoga teacher, health coach, and retired doctor, here to bring you and your body together, not in sickness, but in health. Thanks for taking this time for yourself. Today, my guest on the podcast is Mira Benzen, co-founder and director of training at Global Family Yoga, teaching yoga to kids and families. Mira is a yoga therapist and child psychologist. Mira was my teacher when I trained to teach yoga to kids. Since then, my path has led me to teaching yoga to big kids, but I have definitely applied many of the lessons learned from my kids' classes for adults. Mira, I am honored that you are here. You are a true leader, inspiring future wise women. How are you today? Hi, Nadine. I'm doing really well. Thanks so much. Can you please tell us about your journey to improving kids' and families' lives with yoga, your background? Yeah. Okay. So this is my story. I've told it a lot of times <laughs> in that there's it's two two paths that merged as one. In ninth and 10th grade, when I was in high school, I was really interested in psychology and the human consciousness, and particularly in Eastern psychology. I was checking out books from the library by Ram Das books like Journey of Awakening and Grist for the Mill and Be Here Now. And I was reading those books in my bedroom and also was taking uh, psychology courses in high school. And then when I went to college, I ended up with a degree in child psychology. And I worked a lot with children with sensory processing issues, uh, kids who are now we would call on the autism spectrum. Mm -hmm. And we use a lot of different techniques to help them integrate their sensory experiences, how they perceive and respond to the world. And then I uh, started studying and traveling in India. I went to India in 1995. And again, just for my own personal interested interest, really interested in human consciousness and spirituality in general. And then while I was on that path, I really had this big aha moment like, oh, this is what those kids that I've been working with need. All kids need yoga. And it was like a big lightning bolt aha moment, you know. And um, from that moment on, I was like, okay, I need to teach kids yoga and I need to find people to teach me how to teach kids yoga. And so it really was um, a clear and well-lit path for me from that moment on. And that's what I've been doing for the last 20 plus years. Yes, and doing it very well, I might add. I really enjoy training with you. Thanks so much. <laughs> You're welcome. Had you been practicing yoga yourself before you decided to take the trip to India? Yes. So those books by Ram Das, you know, they had the sun salutations in them. So I kind of would figure it out on my own in my bedroom as a high schooler, you know. And if I, if I would have had a teen yoga class in high school, who knows how that would have worked out for me. I, definitely something I would have benefited from. And then my first yoga class was in 1991. And that actually was the result of a car accident. So my friend and I were sitting at a stoplight on the Saturday night between Christmas and New Year's back in 1990. And um, a, a drunk driver slammed into us from behind. And fortunately, mm. there was no serious injuries. But it did lead me to some chiropractic work. And that chiropractor recommended that I go to a yoga class. So <laughs> up until that point, for me, yoga had very much been a psychology. And ultimately, yoga is a psychology. It's the um, studying the fluctuations of the mind. That's the practice of yoga. And so that was my first foray in 1991 into a physical yoga posture class. 
And so that's when I um, started practicing in that way more. And then when I went to India, it was very much of a mixed bag. If anyone's gone to India to study yoga, it's different now because yoga has become so popular in the West. It's become Mm -hmm. more standardized. But back then, you know, any random person could be calling themselves a yoga teacher and teaching you any kind of a weird thing that they picked up out of an old yoga book. And so it was quite an interesting time of experimentation. Mm -hmm. While you were answering, you mentioned who knows what your life would have been like or your path would have been like if you had been able to practice yoga in high school. Can you expand upon that idea? Sure. I myself was a kid who had a lot of sensory processing needs. I was a highly sensitive child in regards to food and clothing where I was easily distracted. You know, in today's world, the way we are prescribing medication to children, I definitely would have been medicated as a Mm. child. So Mm -hmm. I I was that kid in fourth and fifth grade constantly being told to go sit out in the hall by my teachers. I remember in fifth grade, I had this total crush on my teacher, Mr. Gullickson, Mm -hmm. and I would get kicked out from another class and then he would walk by and I was like, oh my God, is it possible to disappear into this brick wall that I'm leaning (laughs) against so he doesn't see me, you know? And so, and then in high school too, I just, I needed guidance. I needed a way to process my sensory experiences and to ground down and be more stable and all the things that yoga does for us. I would have really benefited from. <laughs> mm-hmm, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. I think that's part of the reason why I enjoy teaching children so much is because it just gives them these very practical, very effective tools and strategies and ways of perceiving themselves in the world that really allow us all, the kids and us, to experience life with more ease and joy and clarity. Was it easy for you to find someone to teach you how to teach kids yoga? Well, the first place was the Shivananda Yoga Vedanta centers worldwide. So I took a class in South India and I was like, oh my gosh, this is perfect. I love it. The chanting, the meditation, the breath work, the shavasana or relaxation between each pose. I'm like, yeah, this is Mm -hmm. for me. And then I saw that they had a kids camp. I said, oh, they're teaching kids yoga. They'll teach me how to teach kids yoga. But it's actually a pretty formal and I won't say rigid, but highly structured system, which isn't really directly translatable to children. But that was my first start. And then while I was at that teacher training in January of 1999, I was telling everybody there, I'm going to teach kids yoga, I'm going to teach kids yoga. And someone handed me a yoga journal magazine with a little tiny ad in the back for yoga kids. And so yoga kids is a teacher training program started by Marsha Wenig. And as soon as I got done with my teacher training in India, I came home and found the next yoga kids training. So in June um, of that same year, I did a teacher training with yoga kids, and I actually went on to become the director of their teacher training program. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that was the, my first like formal kids yoga training. Yeah, because it wasn't very common, right? It seems like at these days, it's becoming a ton more common to teach yoga to children. But at that point, I doubt it was popular. Am I correct? Yeah, yeah, definitely a micro niche. Mm-hmm, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. Marsha Wenig is considered to be like one of the founders of the modern day kids yoga movement because of her teacher training program. And she wrote a book and did a video and those got a lot of um, exposure too. And so yeah, she's in many ways, one of the few grandmothers of kids yoga. Mm-hmm. So how did Global Family Yoga come about? 
Well, Global Family Yoga came about because my time with yoga kids was wrapping up. They were just heading in a different direction that wasn't really aligned with what I was doing and my beliefs and purpose and all that. And so we headed off in different directions. And then my mother and my sister and I all had sort of wrapped up a particular phase of our work, our life. And we came together, uh, someone close in our life had died, and we all came together in Chicago for the funeral. And we were sitting in this sort of dingy, dreary hotel room in Chicago and kind of like, what's next? What are you going to do? Well, what are you going to do? And Mm -hmm. I said, let's start a kids yoga teacher training program. And I'm so very fortunate and grateful to work with my mother and my sister because they bring in their business expertise and all the other things that are needed to run a successful program Mm -hmm. in addition to the yoga experience. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, including this crazy ex-doctor you're speaking to. Yeah, I've had doctors come to my training. (laughs) (laughs) Who else have you had come to your training? What, What do your trainees look like? It's, that's a great question because it's not your typical yoga teacher training. About a third of the people who come to us are yoga teachers following that path of teaching yoga and want to specialize in teaching yoga to children. The other two-thirds are in one way or another a pediatric professional. So they might be mm. a school counselor or mm-hmm. a social worker. We get a lot of occupational therapists and physical therapists. Mm-hmm. People who are already working with children and recognize that the kids that they're working with need some strategies for stress reduction and self-regulation. We also get a lot of parents and a lot of school teachers. That makes a ton of sense. Do you find that they implement what they've learned in their classrooms or in the offices, whatever setting they might be in? Yeah, absolutely. And that's a part of our training you know, we're teaching how to teach a full one-hour kids yoga class, for example, and we're also showing how yoga can be woven in throughout the day. And that's where mm-hmm. yoga really becomes effective. You wake up in the morning and you do a couple of things. It takes five or ten minutes to set the controls for the day, I like to say. And then transition home from school can be really challenging for a lot of children and grown-ups. You know, you need to transition home from work, too. Mm-hmm. And so how you can take a moment to focus on your breathing, how you can take a moment to put your hands in a particular shape. That's called a yoga mudra to affect the energy flow in your body and your mind. And so we definitely train people how to sprinkle yoga in throughout the day. It's really a yoga lifestyle. Our relationship with ourself, our relationship with food, our relationship with others, our relationship with the natural world, all of that is yoga. Has anyone approached you about how yoga can help alleviate that false sense of being less than when you're comparing your insights to somebody else's outsides, their fantasy world on social media. Yeah, well, that's what yoga is. Yoga is the ultimate antidote to all of that that you were just speaking of. It's really the resolution of the misapprehension of our false identity, that Mm. we're separate. So Mm. a very simplistic way to translate the word yoga is union, and that union is the opposite of our sense of separation from the yoga therapy perspective, all imbalance, all dis-ease has as its root the illusion of separation. So absolutely, yes. You have a definite scientific background, as you talked to us about earlier. So can you talk to us about why and how specifically yoga has been proven to help young people? 
There's some great research coming out. One of the best places uh, publishing research right now is right in Madison, Wisconsin, the University of Wisconsin. Richie Davidson has the Center for Investigating Healthy Minds, I believe, is the name of his center. Mm -hmm. They're putting out great research on the benefits of yoga and specifically meditation for children with attention and focus issues. They're doing some work around trauma as well. And there's a program out in Baltimore that I've worked with. I've had the pleasure of offering trainings for their program as well. And what they're finding is that learning to control your mind, which is all the different practices of yoga and meditation, and it's oftentimes called mindfulness, which is a nice sort of generic way to talk about yoga. Mm -hmm. And so mindfulness is being shown to really help children self-regulate, less behavior issues, less absence from mm, school, mm-hmm. better test scores, better peer relationships, which is harder to measure. You know, So the human experience is, is messy and subjective, and it's hard to put in a nice little Excel spreadsheet. So research definitely has its limitations in that regard. And we're also seeing that, yeah, yoga helps. And teachers are figuring that out, and administrators are figuring that out. And that's why yoga has become so common in our school systems, because we're like, yeah, maybe it's a weird Hindu religion, but it's really helping our kids, <laughs> you know, so that that stereotype and that misapprehension is softening as the benefits and the results are being more well known. What's a great example that you can think of, of the impact that you've seen yourself? I know you teach a ton of, of classes to children. What's a what's a great success story? Yeah, you're right. There are so many. One of my favorites is I was teaching a group of girls a program that I developed called From Anxious to Awesome. Mm -hmm. You know, up to 50% of our kids today are dealing with anxiety to the extent that it's disrupting their quality of life. And so we have this program. It's a six-week course. And I teach them techniques they can use throughout their day. And then we have a check-in. And I was teaching a hand gesture. It's called a mudra. And this one is called turtle in a shell, where you tuck your thumbs into your palms and wrap your fingers over your thumbs and rest your hands down on your knees. And I just showed them how to do it. And we were sitting in the circle with our eyes closed. And this girl just blurts out. She's about nine years old. She said, oh, this feels great. I feel so stable. (laughs) I know. I'm going to use this. The next time that boy is bugging me. So she had a boy that was teasing her at school, part of what was contributing to her anxious feelings. Mm. And she was the kind of kid who would have a big reaction to being teased, which of course made it more fun to tease her. Mm -hmm. And the cycle went like this. And so she was like, okay, I got this. So I didn't really have to tell her how to use it or what its effects were. I just showed her how to use it. And then the next week we did our check-in. She's like, oh, I do this all the time. This hand gesture, this mudra, it's called turtle in a shell. I do this all the time. I taught my sister, and now she does it all the time. I taught my best friend, and now she does it all the time, too. So I'm like, yeah, that's perfect. So she learned something. She learned how to use it. She learned for herself where to apply it in her life and how it could help her for her. And then she she just spread the word. (laughs) Yeah, that's great. What other practical ways then can uh, a young person use yoga on a daily basis? Well, whatever's going on for a child, whatever kind of an imbalance a child may be experiencing, stress makes it worse. Mm -hmm. And yoga is an excellent stress reduction strategy. So whether a child has Down syndrome or autism or allergies or Mm -hmm. anxious feelings, stress is exacerbating the conditions, the symptoms. And so stress reduction is probably one of the greatest benefits that yoga has And just basically strengthening and regulating all the systems of the body, the digestive system, the respiratory system, the nervous system, our bodies 
as you know, as I like the way you said ex-doctor, <laughs> our bodies have this amazing capacity and, and just built-in intention to come back to balance all the time, homeostasis. And everything we do, every choice we make, every thought we think is either contributing to homeostasis or getting in the way of it. And so yoga is such a perfect strategy for supporting our body and our mind and doing what its natural tendency is to do, which is to be well. What's one of the most amusing moments you've had in a class? Oh my gosh, that's not quick because <laughs> if you're not laughing, you're crying, right? <laughs> <laughs> there's, there's a lot. But I, I think one thing that's really interesting for me is that we have a lot of fun in kids yoga classes. We play games, we do partner poses, we tell stories, we draw all of this, of course, interwoven into the real technology of yoga. But what children tell me they like best at the end of class is the rest part. So we do a magic carpet ride, take the children through a deep guided relaxation. Mm -hmm. And that is their favorite, which just shows how important it is to relax, how much it's needed, and how much it's appreciated. So kids are really given the space to relax and so when we actually you know if you tell a kid to lie down and be quiet it's not going to happen right it might if you really use this technology to guide them methodically into an experience of relaxation they're like oh yes thank you more of that please and so that is just endless joy for me i just taught a family yoga class on saturday and i asked the one of the six-year-old girls who attended what did she like best she said "Ooh, i like the rest part right so that's Um, it's not funny, but it's intriguing because they really need it. And you think, oh, these kids are bouncing off the walls. They're not going to lie down and relax. Well, that's what they want. That's what they want. They just need to be shown how to do it. Hmm. So yoga classes give them permission or the structure to be able to tell themselves it's okay to relax? Exactly. And the experience of what that feels like. Fascinating. Mm -hmm. Fascinating. I would have never guessed that that's the favorite part. I would have guessed it would have been maybe the games or uh, the partner poses, not that it would be most commonly the relaxation part. Yeah, isn't that fascinating? Because you think, oh, we need to make this class really fun and rowdy so the kids have a good time. It's Mm -hmm. like, yes, and they also need to rest. And we need that too as adults in our lives. Like I'm a big proponent of like Shavasana throughout your day, that rest, like in five minutes to just let your mind quiet, let your breath soften, let your muscles soften. If you were to do that three or four times throughout your day for five minutes, you would gain back that 20 minutes that you invested tenfold in productivity and clarity and better mood and on and on, better sleep, better digestion. You know, it's just the body needs a moment to rest. And for some reason, we've got this weird cultural myth that we should just like, go, go, go. I'll sleep when I'm dead. And that's just really a not how we work. <laughs> it's depressing, isn't it? It really well, it's, is. It's so inaccurate. And I think as yoga becomes more popular and as become as our stress becomes more just off the charts and as social media takes over our lives, we recognize like, hey, I need a rest. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. What's next for you and Global Family? We are continuing to offer our online courses. So we found that for people who have children in their lives, it's it can be harder to get to a teacher training in person. And so we offer some great online options. We have a monthly membership program of people all over the world who are sharing the practice of yoga with children. We have online courses that guide people through, you know, how do you make Shavasana, the final rest part of class, engaging for children. And then we're also uh, working with our teachers. We've trained so many teachers who are now out there in their communities training people. 
And so we're really supporting teachers and training people in their community to share the practice of yoga with children so that it's, it's everywhere in every neighborhood. What is your personal definition of what it means to be healthy? Union, yoga. <laughs> mm. To be healthy is to be at ease in your body and in your mind. I couldn't have put it better myself, Mira. Like you said earlier, I wish I had been doing yoga at a much younger age, too. I think I would have mm-hmm. benefited from it greatly. Yeah. Mira, it has been a pleasure. Yes. Well, thanks again for having me on your podcast. And now it's time for practical tips. I would like to share a testimonial written by a beautiful young yogi by the name of Shannon. I had the pleasure of teaching Shannon yoga when she was in grammar school. Yoga has helped me physically, emotionally, and spiritually. Having started in the seventh grade truly shaped how I coped with obstacles thrown my way as I continued to grow up. Doing yoga has certainly helped me relieve stress and lessen anxiety. I would recommend it to any person I meet. Thank you, Shannon, for giving me the gift of teaching you and for sharing what yoga has done and continues to do for you in your life. Thanks for listening. See you next time.